Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Come on, give God a hand clap. Good morning, Freedom House Church. Come on, give God a little louder clap to that. It's Valentine's Day. We love Jesus. Come on, if you love Jesus, say, I love Jesus. Amen. Good morning, good morning. It's so good to have you with us in church this morning. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Josiah Sloan, the lead pastor of Freedom House Church, and we are one church that meets in three locations, in the city of Fullerton, Costa Mesa, and also live online. Would you clap and welcome all of our church family? We're live with our Costa Mesa and online and Fullerton and, and more campuses to come, right? I got two amens. Come on, more Freedom House locations to come in Jesus' name. So good. But it's so great to have you this morning. And like I said, it's Valentine's Day. So um, if your honey brought you to church on Valentine's Day, he automatically gets extra points. Come on, fellas, right? He brought you to church. That is extra points times 10. That's right. If you're dating and he brought you to church, he's a keeper. Just kidding. Come on now, all right? And if you're single, listen, you are not a half looking for a half. You are not, I don't even like the word single. Listen, you're already taken by God. You got, you got destiny. You got purpose. Come on now. I mean, like, oh, single. And let me just throw this one at you. Okay, you know me. I always got to throw dating advice. You'll like this one, Costa Mesa. Better to be single than with the wrong person. I got a few amens. All right, cool. <laughs> Trust me, all right? Like, well, it's Valentine's Day. I need a Valentine's Day. No, what you need to do is focus on Jesus. That's what you need, all right? But, but welcome to church. And I just want to throw this out there before I jump into my messages. Um, it is Valentine's Day and we're all about love, of course. But um, our marriage conference is coming up. And I just want to say, if you have not registered for our marriage, where are all the married folks? That's all right. We like to clap. Come on. Coast Mesa online. So marriage conference. Just want to throw it out there is uh, register, get to our marriage conference. We are eclipsing 70% full and it sells out every year. And then I got people asking, can I get a ticket? Can I get it? And then we got to scalp them outside. And no, I'm just joking. People want to get a ticket, register you and your, your wife. Um, it's going to be beautiful. And every year it's a powerful time. And I always say this, people spend thousands on a great wedding, but then don't invest on a great marriage. God doesn't want you just to have a great wedding day. He wants you to have a great marriage. And we're going to talk about equipping you biblically how to do that. So that's happening next Friday. We're less than five days away. And uh, it sells out every year. So just register and say, for Valentine's Day, I registered us for the marriage conference. Or say, I registered you. And I'm just joking. I registered us for the marriage conference. It's going to be good. Awesome. Well, um, they're setting up my props over here. Um, today, I, I want to minister here an illustrated message to wrap up our the Rebuild Life series. We're going to start a new series next Sunday, but today, I really feel God has a word for us. So if you grab your Bibles, go with me to Nehemiah chapter 4. As you remain standing, Nehemiah chapter number 4, we're going to read verse number 2. If you didn't get a message out there when you walked in, our ushers will give that to you. But it's the points to my message as well as the verses we'll be reading together. Nehemiah chapter number 4, we're going to go to verse number 2. And then we're going to jump to Nehemiah chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 15 through verse 16. And um, again, shout out to our online campus people logging in from everywhere. Press the share button on Facebook, invite all your friends to church, and get the YouTube link and text it to 10 friends, and let's have Bible study. You ready for the word? Let's get into it. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 2, the word of God reads like this. 
It says that in the presence of his associates and the armies of Samaria, Sanballat, which was the enemy to Nehemiah, this is what he said. He mocked the people of God and he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from the heaps of rubble? Then I want you to notice this word burned as they are. The picture is these stones were burned, they were broken, they were dismayed. And as we've been learning in our series of the rebuilt life, that this is going to be a year of rebuilding, restoring, and reviving, is there's a lot that we need to rebuild. And we're liking it to Nehemiah's story where the walls had been broken. Well, if you go to Nehemiah chapter 6, we've been studying this, but I want to bring it here to the kind of the climax of the movie. Nehemiah 6.15 says this. It says, so the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. How many believe God's going to complete a work in your life? Do you believe God's going to do a work in your life? Come on, say amen. All right. This Bible says he's faithful. He says they brought it to completion. Watch verse 16. When all of our enemies heard about this, the surrounding nations were afraid and they lost their confidence. I want you to notice here that when God did the work in their lives, the enemy lost their confidence. Did you know your godly progress has the ability to frustrate the devil? In other words, you can give the devil a bad day. You can frustrate the devil. And some of you, you've made the devil so mad and that should make you very happy, all right? They said they were afraid, they lost their confidence. In other words, they're disheartened, humiliated because they realized that this work, someone say this work, this work had been done with the help of our God. This is not a work of man. This is a work of God. Come on, say amen to that right there. So it's help of God. Now, they completed in 52 days. And as we're believing God for things to be rebuilt, restored, and revived, how it's going to happen, it's going to take place brick by brick. Today, the title of my message is exactly that, brick by brick. Let's pray one more time. Would you bow your head? Father, I thank you this morning because we approach you, God, as learners of your word. That's what a disciple is. It's a learner. And every Sunday, every Wednesday, we come because, God, we want to learn what your word has to say for us. And God, I'm asking you that today you would teach us the principles of your word, that you would show us, Holy Spirit, how to rebuild brick by brick. Can these burned and broken stones live? I believe they can. And God, we're going to do it brick by brick. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says amen. Come on, give God one more clap. You may be seated. And just tell the person you came with, tell them, say brick by brick. Just tell them that. Say brick by brick. That's right. I want to talk to you today about rebuilding brick by brick. And I really believe this is a way that God works through the Bible. And, and I really want to show this today because one thing I've learned through pastoring after a decade, I've pastored for over a decade now, gone 12 years, and, and um, come on, amen, come on somebody, to God be the glory. But what I've learned about pastoring for over a decade is that God works, watch me now, in people's lives in steps. God works in and through people's lives brick by brick. Say it with me, say brick by brick. <laughs> 
Now, this is important, and I want to talk about this today because I see oftentimes a lot of people get discouraged because they don't see God do the big thing in one day. But God is into doing it brick by brick. And I want to give us that perspective today. And I think if you grab, I think, I know that if you grab this perspective, it will be impossible for you to get discouraged because I know that you'll see the progress. Amen. Okay. Brick by brick. And the proof of that is even in creation. When God created, you know, everything, remember that in Genesis, the creation, the first seven days, he created everything in steps. He didn't just, you know, one day snap his fingers and the world came to be. But day one, day two, day three, day four, everything was in steps. Because God creates and he works through people in steps, brick by brick. And it's important that we understand this because all of us last year went through some steps. Come on now. All, right? all of us sitting here have gone through some twists, some turns. We've all gone through different things. And, and oftentimes, if you're like me, have you ever just wanted to press the fast forward button? Okay. Have you ever been like, let's just get this over with and let's just go for it. And you're like, let's just move on. And, and, and I know many of us maybe perhaps were frustrated or agitated at how slow certain times go, but come on now, right? But, but we need to recognize that even in those times that God is still working, even when it's not as fast as we think. It takes every step. And I'll go as far as say this, God actually enjoys not the pain that we have in every step, but God enjoys seeing us progress step by step. And the best analogy I can give you is, is with my kids. You know, I have, I have four kids. Um, two years ago, we had the final addition to the Silva family. It was the fourth child, four quarters in the game. We won. Um, amen. It's over. No overtime in this one, okay? And uh, that's it. We are done. Four kids. And, and uh, my son, David King Silva, and uh, he was born. And, and it's kind of interesting because now we're back to like the days of the first, you know, like the first, uh, you know, word and the first uh, poopy diaper, you know. And then after that, you're like this. Anyway, but you're like, it's just the, the, all the first stuff. But one of the things that, that is always big is to celebrate is this first step, you know, when the babies takes their first step and, and the little chubby leg is kind of, you know, doing the, the, the funky chicken, you know, and, and he's walking. And, and the first step, we celebrate that first step. And we're like, he's taking his first step. Yeah, he said his first word. And, and every step is a celebratory moment. And, and, and I believe in many ways that's how God is in our lives, that God looks at every step brick by brick, every moment, and God celebrates those moments. And I think sometimes we get discouraged because, well, yeah, but I'm not running yet, or yeah, I'm not driving yet, or yeah, I don't, I'm not metaphorically at that place yet. And when God is saying, I know you're not there, but I'm celebrating the, the, the moments that you're growing. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but welcome to church. You're in church. And for some of you, that step is being here this morning. Come on, give God got a clap for all those that came to church. Come on, Costa Mesa online. Like, I don't expect my son David, my youngest son, to do what my son Judah does. I don't expect that. And I think sometimes people in their Christianity, they compare their, their, their first step with someone else's step. And they're like, well, I don't pray like them or, or my, you know, I'm not like that. And it's like, listen, I know you're not like that. God loves you where you're at. You got to keep building. Someone shout brick by brick. You got to keep building this thing brick by brick. 
And you can't compare your walk with God to, with someone else. You can't. That's why, that's why if you're someone who's been walking with God for some time, don't bully anybody with your faith. Encourage them. Okay, you know Christian bullies, like, how come you don't pray good enough? It's like, stop it. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like encourage somebody. Say amen. You know, like we're to build one another up. Christian bullies. I made that up. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> all right, y'all met him. Come on now. You know, you know, Sister Sandpaper. Anyway, so so we need to believe God for these things. Now, the massive thing that you're believing God for. How many believe in God for big things? I know you're believing God. That's why you came to church and I know we're a, we're a fiery bunch and when you get to heaven, Freedom House is gonna be in the loud section. You know what I mean? Like the loud meter. Like we're fired up, but, but in all honesty, are you believing God for, for big things? I pray you are. Are you believing God to rebuild some things? I, I know you are. I, that's why, why you read your word. That's why you serve God. But I've gotta tell you that the big thing is gonna come in small steps. It's gonna come brick by brick. And I want to give you this perspective. And listen, I, this is my opening thoughts, and we're going to get to the context of the verse here. I am a person of faith. I believe in the miraculous. I know God can move mountains. But listen to me. It doesn't always happen overnight. That's real talk right there. Like, I know some of you right now are like, what? But I'm telling you, because I've seen so many people come to the altar and then go home and get discouraged because it, the mountain's still there. Or they get discouraged because it's not all fixed in one moment. You came up to the altar, you did a twirly dance, you raised your hand, and you're like, but God, I went that one Sunday. Why is it not completely done? It's because God is building you brick by brick, brick by brick. Say amen. And we got to celebrate those brick by brick, you know, moment by moment, step by step. So you might be sitting here today and say, Pastor... You're talking about year to uh, rebuild, restore, and revive. I've been coming for seven weeks, and I don't see it all completed. <laughs> brick by brick. Brick by brick. Brick by brick. You know, that's how you build a marriage. That's how you build your family. That's how you build God's call on your life. You know, my wife. I, I built her brick by brick. That's why she's a brick. Just kidding. Come on. Come on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm here reading you. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. What song is that? Don't worry about it. Just focus. <laughs> she's mighty, mighty. It's Valentine's Day, all right? It's Valentine's Day. I'm having fun, all right? Okay. <laughs> all right. That's for later. So we'll save that for the marriage conference. So how is it going to happen? Write this down, point number one. It's how... Does restoration happen? How does the rebuild happen? One brick at a time. Say what we say. One brick at a time. If you're married, tell your spouse, one brick at a time. Come on, if you're believing God for a big dream, say, Lord, one brick at a time. One brick at a time. How do you build that family, that marriage, those children? How do you develop your walk with God? How do you develop that godly business you're believing, that dream? How do you complete that degree? How do you get out of debt and be free so you can start building an inheritance and not, as the Bible says, don't be a slave to the lender, but you, you will not be a borrower. You shall be a lender in Jesus' name. Come on. Is you build it brick by brick. 
Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 15 here. Let's go to the context and the verses we just read. The scripture said this, and we can all celebrate it, but the Bible says, so the wall was completed. Now that is a place to shout, praise God, thank you, Lord. I'm believing for the day where you complete the good work in my life, and, and that's fantastic. But the Bible then tells us it was completed, and it says in 52 days. And I love that the Bible gives us the time. The point here is it took time. The point is it didn't happen overnight. It happened over the course of 52 days. Now, this was a remarkable, uh, uh, you know, a completion to do this in 52 days was a remarkable thing. But the point is, is it still took time. The idea was that this wasn't just a one-time one prayer, one-time day. I worked real hard for eight hours, and, and how come it's not done? It's, it took time. Now, I'm not telling you today that it's going to take 52 days to repair what you're believing God for. Maybe it's going to take 52 weeks. I don't know. And you're like, no, Lord, maybe 52 years. And you're like, no, Lord. Right? I don't know what it's going to take, but I will tell you this, that when God starts to work in your life, he is going to complete it. Come on, say amen. And it's going to happen brick by brick. Say amen. You see, it's important because it happens now. Let's, let's read like, it takes time, but God loves seeing the work begin. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10, New Living Translation, the first part of the verse says this. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. This was one of my, my key scriptures when we began Freedom House, and this is one of the key scriptures when I started my first you know, business and everything. Is I was like, God, I'm not going to be afraid to start small. I'm not going to be afraid to start small. Let me just talk to the young people for a moment. Don't be afraid to start small, okay? Don't, 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 don't think that you're going to start, you know, making 100 grand a year with the corner office. You know, don't think that it's just going to take place at the high level. You got to be willing to grind and work your way from the bottom to the top. I got no amens because nowadays everybody wants to be an overnight star. Everybody nowadays wants to be a blow up their YouTube channel. Everybody like, how come I'm not already blowing up? How come everybody don't already know about me? Okay, because you're 22. Come on. And God is still building your life. And you got to be committed to building brick by brick. Say amen. So I love how the Bible says, do not despise the days of small beginning, but the Bible actually says, watch this last sentence, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You see, humanity claps at your completion, God claps at your beginning. See, our culture claps when you get the degree, God claps when you apply. Our culture claps when you're finally put together. God claps when you finally say, God, I want to start on this journey. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's why you got to clap when people are still broken, but they're on their journey. That's why you got to clap when people are beginning, because heaven says, I rejoice when the work begins. But if you're waiting for this to start, you're tuned into the wrong thing. I love this. Like I said, it's Zechariah 4.10. For the Lord rejoices. He rejoices. That means God's like, yes, they're willing to start. You see, giant things happen in little steps. Small steps lead to big results when you trust God. Now, I love what Psalms 37 and verse 23 says in the New Living Bible. It says it like this, it says, or the Living Bible, I apologize. The steps of a good man are directed by the Lord, and he delights in each step they take. God delights in the steps that you take. You see, God loves that because when you invite God into your life, you're inviting him, watch this word now, in the process and the progress. 
the process and the progress. And God loves working with the process and the progress because when you're about the process and the progress, you're about God, I want to build this brick by brick and I want to build it not quick, but I want to build it right. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're laying down the groundwork here. It's going to help somebody. I feel, I feel the power of God. Is, is when Nehemiah was building, the enemy tried to rush Nehemiah to build it fast. And sometimes we sacrifice quality for speed. When God is about quality, not just completion and speed. Nehemiah chapter four and verse two. Let's read this one more time here. We're going to the context says, and in the presence of his associates, the army of Samaria, he said this, what are those people Jews trying to do? Will they restore the wall? Will they offer their sacrifices? And then look, look what he said. He says, will they finish in a day? Will they finish in a day? Do you see that there? What he was trying to do is he would say, can you finish this all in a day? He was trying to get them to rush. And let me tell you this, don't ever let people rush your rebuild. Don't let people rush your rebuild by you comparing your rebuild to somebody else's rebuild. And, and, and what happens is he tried to rush them. And Sambalat was like, was like, can you finish it in a day? Come on, try to do it all overnight. And sometimes the voice of the enemy will try to discourage you because it doesn't change overnight. But what you got to say in this season is I'm not trying to rush it. I'm trying to rebuild it right. I want to build this the right way. And I want to make sure that each place goes where it's supposed to go. Say, just write this down. Don't rush the rebuild. Just write it down somewhere. Don't rush the rebuild. Why do we not rush the rebuild? Here's why. Because when you're in a place of brokenness, you have to assess, assess. Put, put all these bricks, if you can, in the, in the camera shot so they can see it online and, and they can, they, thank you. Yeah, let's stay on that one if we can. It's, it's, you have to assess each brick. Say, don't rush the rebuild. And here's the question that I want to answer many of you are thinking in your mind right now. Is God, why do you build brick by brick? Like, why can't I say, Father, rebuild everything. And then I do a twirly and I turn back around and it's all done. (laughs) You know? Right? Like, why can't you do that, Lord? Because God, watch me now, wants you to assess. Not live in it, but to assess each brick and to work each brick to where it's supposed to be. Because what God is into, watch me now, is step by step, brick by brick. And many of us, where we're at currently in our life is we are in the rubble. Now don't point, but do you know anybody in the rubble? (laughs) You're like, that's why I came to church, Pastor Josiah. Do, Do you know anybody who's in rubble? And when we're in rubble, the first reaction is to run out of the rubble or to just try to put it back as fast as possible and and let's just hurry up and get this over with and let's just, God just, and God's like, no, we are going to rebuild right. 
Because what got you in trouble last time is you ran into it so, see, I, come on, this is gonna, what got you in trouble last time is you just threw it all together and it, it looked good, but it had no right foundation and it wasn't built right, so it got torn down and now you're back to rubble when God wants to bring you to revival. Who am I talking to today? Come on, somebody. Who wants to bring it back? So, so, so the enemy makes fun of them, but God wants you to assess each one. And what happens is when we are in this phase, we oftentimes get a little bit discouraged because we see what each brick is. It reminds us of, you know, it reminds us of the failure. It reminds us of the hurt. And we try to get healed by not looking at this. And so we try to just say, well, you know, I, I, I don't want that. I don't want that hurt. I don't want that failure. I don't want that loss. I don't want all that. And so the warfare is in the rush. The warfare isn't just trying to put it where it is. And so we get discouraged, you know, of where it's at. But God wants to show us something more powerful. And what he wants to show us is that every one of these bricks still got a purpose. Because watch Nehemiah 4.2, the Bible says this. It says, will they finish the day? Can they bring the stones back to life? And he says, from those heaps of rubble, as burned as they are, some will say burned bricks. You ever been burned before? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I got their name and how much they owe me. Just kidding, come on. <laughs> You're like, I know exactly. And they're over there. I see them on Facebook. And they're over there partying. You owe me, me $100,000. Anyway, okay. so you ever been burned before? Okay. Of course we all have. We've all been burned. We've all been, been let down. We've all been hurt. We've all been these moments. But I want you to notice that the burnt bricks were burnt. I want you to notice that these were broken. I want you to notice that the enemy was making fun of their burnt situation, their broken down situation. But what is so powerful about this, watch this now, is they rebuilt the wall not with new bricks, but with the burnt bricks. Let that sink in. They rebuilt with the burnt bricks. They rebuilt with the brokenness. They rebuilt with the hurts. They rebuilt with the defeat. They rebuilt with the loss. They rebuilt with the letdown. They didn't say, you know what, we need new bricks in order to rebuild something. They said, no, something can still be done from this brokenness because God can still use burnt bricks. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you think you got to exchange the brick called your life, the brick called your mind, your marriage, your family, but God says, I can still use the burnt bricks if you let me rebuild your life. Someone shout, he still uses burnt bricks. Write this down, point number two. God can use burnt bricks. And here is the difficulty of our walk with God. Because the question is, stay focused here, is can God use my burnt bricks? Can God use my burnt bricks? Or are my burnt bricks so far gone? Can they bring, that's what he said in Nehemiah 4.2. Let me move this so that we can see here. This is what they said. They said, can they bring these stones back to life? Which proves to us what this was all about. It was about bringing them back to life. 
And the question is, can these burnt bricks live again? Can they be put back together? And what happens is most people or the enemy tries to get you to be in the midst of these bricks. And when you look at these bricks, people often sit on what could have been. And they say, you know, if I just had made that decision instead, if I hadn't gone there, you know, if I would have just not replied to that text, if I would have just not said that, if I would have not chosen that, and instead of rebuilding, we sit among the stones. We sit among the stones. We rehearse what could have been, what should have happened. You see, Nehemiah fixed it in 52 days. Someone say it took time. But the problem was there, historians tell us, for 100 years. For 100 years, nobody had fixed the bricks. That means their grandfather sat here. Someone's going to get it. That means the daddy sat there, their mama sat there. That means their cousins, the cousins sat in there. That means the, 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 the aunties and the unks and Come on, unk, and that means, and the suegras, and the, and the in-laws, and the outlaws, come on, all sat there. That means they spent Christmas there. That means they learned how to, how, how to, how to have, you know, Thanksgiving amongst dysfunction. That means they just, they just learned to sit among the stones. But then, oh, someone's going to get it. I'm telling you, this message, you need to share this, replay this. This is the way God showed it to me, and I pray you get it, and you're never the same. I'm not just talking about Sunday. I'm not just talking about Valentine's Day. I'm talking about for the rest of your life that I'm going to refuse to just sit in the stones. Put it in the chat, say, don't just sit in the stones. <laughs> don't, sit, don't just sit stoned. I mean, don't just sit in the stones. Some of y'all get that later. But every once in a while, you get a Nehemiah. Every once in a family lineage, you get a Nehemiah. You, you, you get, you get a, a man or a woman who says, Sasuke, you know what? I don't want to live. I feel the power of God. I need about 10 people intercessing for me right now. I need about 10 people praying for me right now because I feel Costa Mesa. I feel online. I feel God is stirring somebody who Nehemiah, the Bible says, began to weep. Go back and listen to the whole series. 
He weeped over the condition of the wall. He weeped over the condition of the stones. He weeped. Why did he weep? He weeped because he's, they only saw what they can see, but Nehemiah saw what God saw. And he weeped because he says, you know what, God, I know that you can change this. God, I know that you can rebuild this. God, I know that you're the God of the rebuild, of the restore, of the revive, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And what has been broken in my family for three generations, what has been broken in my family from three, that the devils that have entrenched themselves in my bloodline, I am going to change my last name. Silva will not be one of addiction and brokenness and divorce and let down. We will not live amongst the stones, but we will rebuild, restore, and re. Who am I to? You want to give God some praise if you believe the stones can shout hallelujah. Tell someone I'm not just sitting in the stones. My God. Come on, who's this? If this is talking to somebody, just say, that's me. Come on, say amen. I'm going to raise my hand too. So people sit in guilt and condemnation in the stones. Because now they're in an atmosphere to rebuild but they live in regret. You're free now. You're free by the blood of Jesus. You have been given authority to refuse the devil. Say amen. To frustrate the devil. <laughs> it's gonna get gooder and gooder. Say God uses burnt stones. So he sits there and he says, God, we're going to rebuild this. And God wants to show you, listen to me now, he can still use what is broken. Now, this is important because number three, write this down because you've got to trust God with each brick. Someone say trust God with each brick. Because... We think because I'm still struggling, I can't rebuild. But I'm going to tell you, you need to get your struggling self. You need to get your mind battle self. You need to get your hurt, defeated self and say, I am not going to live with broken down walls anymore, but I'm going to rebuild it. Come on, somebody. I'm going to trust God with each stone. So you, you got to assess and say, God, what do you want me to do with these stones? What do you want me to do? And I'm going to tell you what God wants you to do. Philippians 1.6. So scripture says, being confident of what? This. Someone say this. Point to yourself and say this. Point to your mind, say this. Point to your heart and say this. Point to your kids and say this. Come on, point to your spouse and say this. Point to your, your checkbook and say this. Point to your phone and say definitely this. Come on, somebody. Being confident of this, that he who began a good 
work in you. It was not you. It is God who wants to do it in you and through you. Come on. See, I'm talking to somebody of why you feel a desire to serve God even when other people don't. I'm talking to somebody who feels, why Why do I want to change what other people don't want to change? Why am I trying to live different than other people? It's because God is doing a good work in you. He's doing a good work in you. And I'm not, don't judge me like, well, that's why you're a bad work. No, God, I'm a good work. I'm building different. Go back to Philippians 1.6. It says, he who began a good work in you, watch this now, will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ, until we're all in heaven. But the Bible says, watch this now, he will carry it. He will carry it. He will carry it. He will carry it. You want to know how God's going to carry it on to completion? Through you. Because we like to say, okay, God, carry it. Carry it. Carry it. But he began the good work where? And he wants you to. To carry it. To carry it on to completion. God, what do you want to do with this hurt? God says, I don't want you to carry it. I want you to carry it on to completion. Where should this go? God says, put it on the wall. But I I want to get rid of the hurt. God says, put it on the wall. Carry it on. Because that hurt is going to complete you. Somebody's going to get it. And what about this brick, Lord? Carry it. This goes right there. But what about this failure? Can we get rid of this, Lord? Just let's just let's chuck it. God says, no. Carry it. But God, can we use different stones? Because I don't want to be reminded of those stones, Lord. Can we come? Come on. God says we're gonna use the same burnt stones. The same ones that were burnt the same days that you were defeated, the same failures, the same losses, the things that you wish never happened. God says, I wish it never happened either, but we're going to use it. And God says, I want to show you that I can use what is still burned. Somebody say rebuild. Put it on, put it on the wall. Lord, surely You don't want to use defeat. Surely my dumb decisions caused me to fail. Surely, Lord, everybody knows about my my failure. I want to use bricks, Lord, that look pretty. God says, no, show them the brick that's broken. God, let me show everybody the wall that, that looks nice. So when they look at me, they say, wow, he is so put together. She is so smart. No. Build with the burnt. Build with the burned ones. Build. I'm getting my workout in. Build. Rebuild. Brick by brick. Oh, Lord, this is tiring, though, Lord. I come on Sunday. And then I come on, then it's Monday. 
And sometimes, Lord, I don't want to carry this brick. Sometimes, God, it gets heavy having to carry this load. And I don't even know where it goes, but I just know that it goes. And look at that. This kid again. Oh, Lord Jesus. Here I go. And I got to carry this child. And man, some days I feel like I'm walking and my hands and my grip gets heavy. And sometimes I don't even see the end result. I just feel like there's days that I'm grinding and I'm just carrying heavy loads and I don't even know if I'm making progress. And that's why sometimes it takes someone else to come and say, yo, bro, I've been noticing things have been changing. You're like, really me? Because I just feel tired. I just feel frustrated. I just feel like, like I'm, I'm always heavy. And, and that's why a girl said, no, I've been noticing. Girl, you've been putting your stuff together. You got your own place. You know, you're not just out there. You know, share. You know, you. Come on, somebody. I noticed you're not, not like all, all the other ones. And, and it's like, you know, oh, Lord. And so you're just putting it back. And, and you feel like. Oh, my Lord, this is crazy. And I'm breathing hard, and it's not fake. I'm all, this is not for, for show. <laughs> you know? And you're just like, I just, you know, I come on Sunday, and I fast, and then I go to Connect Group, and then I got, bi I got Bible study, and, and you know, I just, I'm just serving God, you know, going to work on Monday, and, and you know, nope, can't go out to lunch with you because I'm trying to get out of debt, you know? And, I, and here I go, and nope. Nope, can't go out to eat, can't go out to eat with you because you ain't saved. Uh-uh, sorry. Uh-huh. And it's heavy again because another Valentine's Day I'm single, but, but you know what? Praise God. Pastor said better be single than with the devil. You know, so <laughs> you know. So here I go. Praise God. All right. I had to let them go. Loved them, but they were no good. They always try to get me to, to get, you know, you know what? And I'm like, I'm not doing that no more. And yeah, I'm just there. And I'm just building bricks. I'm just, just building. I'm just building. I'm just building. I'm just building. I'm just building. Brick. Rye. There are some days I wish someone else built my wall. I don't know I'm talking real to somebody. There are some days I wish I had someone else's bricks. But that's not your brick. Here's what I learned about bricks. Enjoy your bricks. Because they're yours. As beat up as they are, they're yours. As tore up from the floor up as they are. They're yours. Well, I wish, ah, these are my bricks. These are my bricks. And God is rebuilding something. It gets gooder. Because when the wall was completed, the scripture says in verse 16, watch this, watch this, watch this. Ooh, Jesus. I feel the power of God. Oh, man, our prayer team must have been praying for me today. Sharabaka. Holy Ghost. When all our enemies heard about this, 
all of the surrounding nations became afraid. And they lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. The help of God. The story of Nehemiah is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says with the help of God, the Holy Spirit is known as the parakletos, the helper. And what this story is, is that the Holy Spirit is going to rebuild, restore, and revive. But you got to say, God, I'm going to do it with your help. I'm going to do it with you coming. And when God begins to help, the nations know this was not a work of man. This was a work of God. This was a work of God. God did this, and God will do it. And then what happens, watch me now. You look. Now let's go to minister to somebody. Bring, bring the camera over here. Because there are some parts of your wall you wish were not there. But this is what makes your testimony real. This is what makes the miracle real. This is why I serve God. This is why I serve God's house. This is why I'm a man of God. This is why you're a woman of God. This is why you're a testimony of God's good work because God called you even with your bricks, with your broken self. Now, why does God do that? You wanna know why? Because God calls people that won't take credit for themselves. He calls people that are not perfect because they know that they were put together only by God. These are the real worshipers. These are the real, the ones that say, God, if it had not been for you, I would have lost my mind, my marriage, my children. I would have lost my salvation. I would have lost my life. Some of you wouldn't be alive right now if it wasn't for the hand of God who rebuilds your story. Say amen. Shout amen. God rebuilt me, rebuilt by God. Shout hallelujah. You see this year, 2021 is gonna be about God showing you how to, how to rebuild these bricks. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's discipleship brick by brick. 52 days for you might be 52 months. For some of you it might be 52 weeks. Some of you might be 52 years. I don't know. But I will tell you this. When it's complete, when it's complete, walls are protection. Your legacy will sit behind your testimony. Your legacy will be built on what God did through your life. And if he did it for my dad, he can do it for me. And if he did it for my grandpa, he can do it for me. If he did it for mom, he can do it for me. If he did it for my cousin, he can do it for me. If he did it for Freedom House, he can do it for me. If he did it in Costa Mesa, he can do it. Anybody willing to be a testimony for the glory of God, give God a shout of praise tonight. Okay, I gotta finish this. I gotta finish this. Oh, Lord Jesus, I gotta finish this. When Jesus, 
and I'm done here. When Jesus rose from the grave, this is heavy, don't miss what I'm about to tell you. He was buried, he was whipped, crown of thorns. But when he rose again, the Bible says that when Thomas didn't believe if he was Jesus, remember what he did, he showed him his hands, the scars in his hands, and he let him touch the scar. Jesus, watch me now, left the scars. <laughs> the Bible says that the same power of the Holy Spirit raised Christ. Let's go theology here. Bible college. Raised Bible college. He raised the, the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. And when the Holy Spirit was cleaning up the, the nails on his head and the blood off his body and it got to the scars on his hand, Jesus was like, leave those. Because someone's not going to believe and I got to tell them how real I am. Leave those scars. Woo! Leave the scars, Holy Spirit. Because I got to show the world that I've been through something. I fought some giants. Leave the scars. Don't leave the wound, just leave the scars. Don't leave the hurt, just leave the scars. And some of you, you are in church right now and you got some scars. Some of you even got some wounds. God's going to heal you and there might still be a scar. But that scar is not for you. It's to show somebody else, look, look, I too was broken. And if God did it for me, he can do it. Look at my hands. Look at these hands. Look at that. Look at that. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Stand to your feet. Come on, somebody. Worship him. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.